joining me today is a rising uh, artist from New York City, uh, Grandmaster Shogun. So take yes, it away. Sir. So how he is a uh, not I don't want to say rapper, maybe hip hop artist or none of that. I'm not. I don't get offended by either one. It's you know, it's the same thing to me, honestly. Okay, so yeah. it's like I've heard something that's like not really uh, something very easy to understand. So hip hop artists is probably much more easy to understand. Yeah. Uh, so how did you get into your well? Well, yeah. How did you get into performing arts? Well, honestly, like music has been like a big part of my since I was a kid and you know from when I was young I was into all these different types of music like my mom she loves R&B uh my dad he loves rap music and my brother was like this weird mix of the uh, between the two even though we had different dads like you know he'd be around my mom listened to like Fantasia uh Usher and like even older stuff you know and that kind of opened the world of music to me and from then on you know I kind of found my lane within those two things you know fantasia is a name i haven't heard in like maybe 15 years maybe give or take. yeah we love we love fantasia when i see who's the gym i'm not even gonna lie to you like whenever <laughs> that comes on i know my mom is cleaning in the crib or something like that so yeah. yeah that's like a name i haven't heard in like maybe 15 years or so so i'm, I'm like amazing people still remember like yeah of course jamming to her and stuff like that because if i remember correctly she was on american Idol, right fantasia I believe so. I'm not too sure. I don't remember. Yeah. My memory is crazy. So uh, anyway, uh, so you, you definitely got <clears throat> the influence done by your family, uh, especially growing up. Uh, were there any other artists that you personally enjoyed growing up that you feel are great inspirations for you? Uh, hmm. as a kid. As a kid, it was definitely, definitely Jay Z, Nas, um, Kanye, <clears throat> on oh, Little Wayne too for sure. Definitely Little Wayne. There was a point in time like everybody wanted to be that man. Like he was untouchable. Yeah. At a at a point, but yeah. And um, as I grew, you know, as my you know, knowledge for music expanded, like other artists, like like Joey Badass, Luther Fiasco. J. Cole, people like that have really influenced the style I have now. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> when it comes to, uh, I guess, lyrics, do you have like a particular uh, way of doing lyrics? Like, do, do you, you have, uh, do you have like a way of, say, I have this idea of what to write about? So, just give me like, you know, am I, you know, are you off to the corner writing your, like beats or lyrics like that or, or is it just like a freestyle thing where it's just like i know what i want to talk about and just and i just go from there um for me it doesn't really matter like i feel like <laughs> if you give me a concept to write about i could you know focus up and like yeah sit in the corner and just you know write to that concept it doesn't really matter to me my brain is infinite with ideas but freestyling and like that's how i came up as a rapper you know what i mean well as a hip-hop artist rather like freestyling like that's what I was, you know, introduced to as a kid. So that's like, that's like my natural element, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> now, I'm not really, uh, like, I really don't have like a, a hip hop background. Uh, I, I listen more to, you know, rock and roll, heavy metal, you know, 
basically stuff that isn't just you know although there are artists like ice t and uh stuff like that who do like you know um yeah metal like type of uh metal bands that sort of thing too so there are rappers or hip-hop artists who actually do infuse their work into like other type of works uh but yeah growing up i really didn't experience i mean i was in a you know quote-unquote ghetto high school you know it what you now the two high schools i was that were in the area where i was uh john dewey high school and lafayette they were the quote-unquote you know ghetto schools of one you know brooklyn especially around corny island so yeah. And Lafayette was more of the more dangerous school, and we were more of the uh, school that was like, <laughs> just like, eh, you know, Dewey. Yeah, John, I got to. Yeah, John Dewey's just there. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, nine times out of ten, it's like nothing really happened. It was just like, on, uh, depending on where it was and stuff like that. But since I was in part of a different part of the building there, it's weird because, but. Yeah, growing up, I did have friends who were, you know, listening to hip-hop, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, uh, Eminem was, like, coming out, like, very strong with his, um, what was it, D12? Yeah. Yeah, so, when, um, yeah with Royce and stuff like that. With, uh, I love D12. I was just listening to the other day, actually. I should bring them up. Yeah. And I remember, you know, uh, my band was always listening, was always like uh, playing around somewhere in the lunchroom or not lunchroom, but around my, you know, few friends that I had in high school. And we would always have like, you know, uh, like randomly we were just like, you know, just shout out the, the, we don't like, I guess because they knew I didn't know much about rap or hip hop. They would just like only use songs that were like kind of like popular at the time. So like something yeah. like my and lose yourself that sort of thing so they didn't really uh, so i you know i didn't really like deep dive into like hip-hop as i would you know if i really wanted to do that i would have you know take a class about uh, about that stuff especially since you know some of my classes especially some of my music classes have shown me a lot of good stuff from yeah like early days like grandmaster flash and stuff like that so i'm like yeah uh, so if I really wanted to, I would really have to take like a class on like on this sort of stuff to really appreciate this stuff instead of you know, just saying, "Oh yeah, I, you know, I listen to you know, uh, uh, Run yeah, DMC." Definitely. Like I listened to Run DMC when they were, when I was growing up. That sort of thing. It's like and people like you know people listen to Run DMC all the time. So I was like, it's an easy um, getaway band. So yeah, but back to my point. Uh, yeah, growing up, I really didn't have anything, but freestyling, I do remember some instances in high school where I did see my friends, like, freestyle a little bit, and I know my friend, one of my uh, high school friends, Danny, he still freestyles, like, anything, he would always be on his Instagram freestyling, uh, like, right before he goes to work, boom, like, a freestyle, like, Instagram video, that sort of thing. Uh, <clears throat> to those who are really not, like, to someone like me, or to those who are not really uh knowledgeable with freestyling how is that process like really really is that a drawn out process or is that just like a process that's just like hey i'm in the moment i'm gonna sing what i feel like I, i'm gonna i'm in the moment i'm gonna sing what i feel in the moment um there's well to me there's really no wrong way to go about freestyling like to me a freestyle is whatever you can say like right at the moment it doesn't matter if it's pre-written you know, or if it's really up the top of your head, because no one really knows, honestly. Like, if you spit yeah. it, uh, like, 
right then and there. No one's going to be like, oh, like he pre-wrote that or whatever the case, whatever the case may be. They're like, oh, it's a freestyle because he, you know, he rapped this verse or this song right here in front of me. That's, yeah. how, I, that's how I take it. Because it doesn't really matter. There's no wrong way to approach it, honestly. Like freestyles, whatever, at the moment, to whatever beat or to whatever, you know? Because it is like, and I do remember 8 Mile having like the freestyle focal point of the thing where it's just like, you just see like, you know, Eminem just being like, oh, he can't really freestyle in front of all these people. And then over the time, and then over the movie, he knows how to like really destroy, his, you know, like really destroy the people in front of him. So it's yeah. like, it, 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 so I get the sensation that freestyling, even though it is in the moment, depending on how you want to do it. Uh, you know, it's a, like an art form that is like very, because I know there are freestyle poets like who do poetry like that. Who I'm not sure if they go into. I'm not sure if poetry is also a part of the freestyling element too. I mean, it's it like, could be. I mean, I mean, poetry is all a part of a rap. It's in like rap is an acronym. Rap stands yeah. for rhythm and poetry. So oh, there's okay. always there's always some type of poetry within music. You know whether. You know, it doesn't really matter who the artist is. It could be Young Thug. That's a form of poetry. It's just the yeah. way he's de- it's just the way he's delivering it makes it different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rap. All rap is poetic in, in some shape or form. So, all of it, honestly, it's just the way it's delivered that makes it seem like it's uh, more poetic than others. Uh. Now, with the artists that you grew up with, have you seen any artists that? Mm, that has essentially evolved over time that, you know, uh, like with someone like Kanye West, like not every single album is like the same, uh, like the same feel. He has a different, like, I don't want to say concept. Well, yeah, different concept for per, uh, per release. So, so yeah, growing up, did you see like artists that were really evolving, especially, um, Definitely, I think you took the answer from it. definitely. Well, Kanye is definitely one of those people, for sure. Like, if you see from like you know from college dropout to graduation, and then we came out with Eight Hundred Eight and Heartbreak, that completely like changed, you know, his whole style, and it gave birth to new artists like Travis Scott, um, Kid Cudi, Little Uzi. Yeah. S- same thing with Little Wayne. Little Wayne at first was just a regular rapper, then he threw the rock kind of sound in there with I'm not a human being one and two you know you know there's a whole there's a whole bunch of artists that I've seen evolve you know over time you know change styles maybe throw something in there to make the to make the um, music different or whatever the case may be like um uh like Joey Badass let's just use him for an example if you see when he first came out with 1999 it was real let me just say nostalgic it was very boom bap their beats were very you know let's, let me not say old but I guess timeless, I guess. And then, you know, he comes out with on the Beast Coast album and it's very, very different. Everything is, you know, fast paced. You know, there's a lot of like, I guess, bops stuff you can play in like parties and things like that. Yeah. As opposed to him being just a regular, I give you a 16 bars, I give you a hook, and I give you another 16. You know, the evolution is always different for everybody. Yeah. And I think that the reason why evolution, uh, works around with them is because uh probably uh uh production values too where it's just like you know some of these earlier albums they could be in like a very you know uh a production space like sort of like this where it's just like it's a small room nothing you know it's not that many people in there you know there's a sound mixture that sort of thing it's just like maybe a couple of people so 
over time, of course, you know, once their ideas of having to starting to become a lot more in tune, like what to write about, like they get, you know, maybe they get like a choir to sing like a, you know, like a, like an actual choir to, you know, back. So it's like, and especially with someone like, uh, who was it? Uh, Oh yeah. Lil Nas X. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That's how you pronounce his name, right? Yeah. Lil Nas X. Uh, especially with that, you know, he, I think he got his start from TikTok or something like that, or it was like, like, that sort of thing where it's just like you start off like very small, but if you get to a point where it's like you're able to essentially bounce around to a point where you become famous or at least somewhat like uh, uh, famous within your region, like so, yeah, like New York artists, that's like it's very hard because like when you say, oh, yeah, I'm a New York rapper, it's like it, it's very hard to say. Yeah, like, New York is like. Um, um, like a pot, you feel me? There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of everything in New York now. Like there's, there's the drill scene. There's people like me who still, who still do the old school stuff. And then yeah. there's everybody else. You feel me? There's a whole blend of styles in New York. You know, when you say you're a New York artist, it, you know you got to really specify what kind of music you do because you yeah. could be. So you know, it's like, you know, if Lil Nas X started in New York City, then it it'd be it's a it's a little hard to pinpoint like what type of style he does because New York artists, like, as you just said, there are like so many different music styles in New York city alone, yeah. where it's just like, even if your primary field is, you know, hip hop. All right. And there are like different subgenres of hip hop. And it's like, and especially in New York, and especially in the tri-state, you know, it's like, Oh, it's like, I know some Jersey rappers. I know some rappers from like Connecticut or Pennsylvania, that sort of thing too. So it's like, it, it and with New York City, I feel like it's always also a fusion of styles too. So just because, yeah, yeah it's because, and that and that's something that's like greatly missed on people who do do like uh, shows like in full on venues and stuff like that. Where it's just like, I mean, people still do venue shows. It's just that it's more like limited that sort of thing. But when it was like a full venue, and it'd be like you know. Uh, band after band maybe artist you know band artist 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 all that stuff it's like hearing those people come before you sort of like give you give you a sensation of where to go next especially in terms of from especially in, fr- in front of a live audience so yeah. i imagine being in front of the live audience is much more especially if it's like a audience full of like maybe 100 people or something like that where it's just like you're just feeding off the energy whereas opposed to you know if you're just feeding up the energy of something like uh, uh, maybe a neighborhood, you know, a neighborhood barbecue or something like that, that's sort of like the same thing, but it doesn't feel like it's not like the, the same type of power. So it definitely feels like there are artists who, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> there are artists who definitely work their way up, right? Yeah. Especially in the uh, regions that they are. But, yeah, speaking of... But since you did mention New York artistry, you are actually friends with people who I've actually interviewed on the show that were New York artists. Uh, well, I know 6-Bit Wanderer is not necessarily a New York artist. Nah, but he, definitely, he, he definitely not, but, you know... But he, he definitely has roots in New York City. And Debstein, 
you definitely know him, and he's a definitely and he's a true. That's, my, that's too. my brother, man. That's my dreadhead brother right there. Uh, so how did you actually get to know these two people? Because, uh, um, because sorry to interrupt you, but I know them because of you know mutual friends that sort of thing too. So was it the same thing where it's like, oh, I know you? It's like, hey, you know, it's like I know a friend who knows you. So it was like that. Um. Well. You actually, I think you actually interviewed him before. His name is Devante yeah. Jeffries. Yeah. So in 2017, I think I was leaving my alumni barbecue at my high school, right? And I was leaving, and um, I saw Devante, and he stopped me. He's like, hey, I see you're going crazy with the music stuff. Uh, a producer, he just moved here from Hawaii, and he has no artist. So I'm like, I right, give me his number. At first, Devante gave me the wrong number. So, like, I had to... I had to press him for like a week to, for him to give me the right number. So I called him, right? I called Blaine one day and I was like, and we were talking a little bit and we were thinking of a day to meet up. So I was like, all right, I can meet you on a Friday or something like that. So, um, yeah, Friday came. I had a game that day. It was funny. I had a basketball game that day. So I'm, I like, I finished the game. So I text Blaine. and was like, hey, I just finished my game. I'm about to go home shower and I'm going to head my way. So at first, like I'm not gonna lie, I was a little paranoid because like I didn't know this dude. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, what if he, what if, what if I go over there? He just trying to lie to me, whatever the case may be. So I'm like, let me tell one of my friends to come. So I asked one of my other friends. His name is Luke Kane. Shout out to Luke Kane, by the way. He came with me to Blaine's house, and um, at first we like just chilled. We talked for a little bit, and then like Blaine threw a like uh, I think Blaine asked, oh, what do you guys want to do? Because the mic was standing right there. So I was like, all right. That's his freestyle, I guess. So Luke Kane was like, "All right, I got a beat." So he threw on the Uchi Wally beat by um by Nas and the Bravehearts. And so me and Lou did that beat, and Blaine like he um he mixed it a little bit, and he was like, "Yo, y'all really good." So then I started coming back more and more often, and then me and him built a relationship. Yeah. And I think like three months after that, he moved back to um back to Hawaii. Dev, um. I'm trying to remember where I met Dev. Devontae put me on to him, too. I think I met him at a party. I'm not too sure. Out in Brooklyn. And then we just became cool after that. I don't remember where I met him, but I think it was there. A party on Brooklyn on, like, New Year's. I think the same year. But, yeah, I met, I met him. And then, you know, we built a relationship, you know, over time. You know, yeah. I have a few I have a few songs with him. You know what I mean? And then, you know, we just, you know. He's at the studio. Every time we go to the studio, like, me and my homies from Two City, Three Villain OAG, like we go, he's our engineer. So yeah, he's there. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I met Blaine like going on three, you know, three years ago and I met uh, Dev like yeah, three years ago as well. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, I, I know. know a few, I, I know a few, sorry to cut you off, but I know a few other no. people you interviewed too, but we not, that's neither here nor there. So. Yeah, it's like it, it's hard because it's like uh, that's another thing about New York City is like uh, <laughs> it, it's like I don't really want to use a very stereotypical strong, but New York City entertainment is, is really a small world after all because there's a lot of people who would yeah. it's like it's like you would know someone who would actually know someone
Huh? It's like a small community. It's like everybody yeah, knows like, each other. Like same thing with, yeah, same like, thing with sports, like basketball, just like that. And especially in New York City, like you've heard of one name and it's like everybody knows this person, you know? Yeah. Especially, and that's the thing that, uh, that I was trying to like go back to with the, that previous uh, talking point where it's like New York City is like, oh, you know, just because you're a New York City artist, you know, it doesn't mean that you're a singer or actor. It could mean like legitimately like uh, several different things because, you know, like Depstein, I like when he was on my show, he was literally in the studio about to do some, not only uh, like he was like legitimately about to do um, uh, some music afterwards. And he, and uh, who's it called Blaine? He would be talking about uh, like, uh, engineering stuff like that, and I know he just maybe recently did uh, uh, some like music stuff, like uh, as a, a DJ or something like that. Because I'm not, rem- I don't remember offhand, I'm, but it's, yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. So it's odd living in New York City and knowing all these artistry friends, and you kind of expect a lot of these artistry friends in New York City to be like, oh, if you're an artist in New York City. Nine times out of ten, a lot of people think you're just an actor, and no, there's a, you know there are there well there are actors of course. Uh, yeah, facts. Yeah, that's my bread and butter on this show, but that, but that, I I can't. Uh, but when you talk about New York City artists, especially those who you know for at least uh, a couple of years now, the artists you know in New York City, they become your friends for life or after a while they just become like very good associates and or they just become essentially like uh frenemies or just like arch rivals that sort of thing because you know there are artists yeah like i'm pretty sure i'm i'm pretty and you know you know no lie you know there are actors who i'm just like i'm insanely jealous of their talent because i'm like even though i feel i'm talented enough i'm just like i'm probably not gonna be on a talent at that level so i feel like you know eh. shouldn't think like that you know i don't think of it as like i'm jealous of them because they are better than me you feel me somebody not, not yeah. his, name is, his name is j3 he's way better than i am but i don't i don't envy him because of that it makes me want to like oh you know perfect my craft even more so me and him i don't look at his competition you know i look at it you know as like motivation yeah. I used to get better. I don't. I don't need to envy. For me, I'm in my yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. For me, and that was the and thing was, I. And that was the thing I, I noticed that during college too was that there were a lot of actors who would be a little envious without really saying that they were envious. And I'm and and I'm kind of like able to really sense like when people are envious or something like that or something like that of someone's talent or something like that because they would be like, oh, they, they'd be nice. They'd be nice to you, and then. Suddenly, they try to sabotage you in, in the long run. So, yeah. so even though New York artists are like it's a small world, it's also depending on the artist, it's also a cutthroat, uh, cutthroat, you know, world. Especially, world. Uh, uh, especially to which world you're in. Because acting yeah. is just like acting is acting, you know. Uh, Music is a lot different. Cause yeah, music is a lot different. So. There's a lot of under, a lot, a lot of other stuff like under the surface. Like, yeah, it's more than just music. It's politics at this point, honestly. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's like, 
just because you have like an EP, uh, yeah, just because you have an EP, yeah, that's what it is, you know, like an EP of, that's like a, that's not necessarily an album, that's just more like a collection of a couple of songs, right, an EP? Yeah. Just because you have an EP doesn't mean that you could get that EP out, it's like, oh, it's like, my EP now is on uh, Spotify or um, uh, Apple Music or, you know, what have you, you know, you still need to have, like, uh, people not only to support you, but, you know, uh, just people in general to just be supportive of each other. But music has always been, like, a very cutthroat type of thing where it's just, like, it, you know, you need to know the right people, and the right people need to know that type of right people, and so forth and so on. Yeah. And there are artists who will be very vindictive toys to each other because they think they're a better singer or rapper or yeah, what definitely. have you. So, and from your experience, and you don't have to talk about this, like, really offhand, like, you don't have to name names or something like that, but have you seen that type of, like, um, experience getting into music where it's just, like, they are, you know, there are people who are trying to discourage you into being in rap or hip-hop, that sort of thing? I don't really pay attention to them. That's not really my business. If you hating on me, you probably broke. That's the first thing. And if you hate, on, second thing, if you're watching what I'm doing, it's taking time away from what you need to do. Yeah. So every everybody that's discouraging me, it's so it's so white noise to me. It goes into one ear and out the other. You know, I used to let stuff like that bother me, but you know, I'm 23 now. You feel me? Yeah. I don't like that's 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 little kid stuff. For me. Yeah. By the time yeah by the time you hit your early 30s, it's like yeah. That shit just doesn't, you know, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it don't bother me. It's like, eh, that that does bother me, but you know, it's like, but after like once you hit your mid, like early to mid thirties, I mean, early to mid twenties, it's just sort of like it's like in one ear out the other ear. But there are people who just try to be like very, sure. like very vindictive because they think they're. I just don't. I just don't care personally. Me, yeah. I just don't care honestly. My all my friends will tell you like I'm probably the most carefree person i just don't like yeah. anybody argue me i just like all right you yelling and screaming and getting no hot for no reason it's whatever man it's like yeah facts i got things to do you worried about me so it, it, it also maybe it, it also could be like the new york mentality too is like you know the moment you become like a true new yorker it's like that that mentality of just like i just don't give a shit anymore because i've seen things that you like like i've seen crazier things like it, like again that, and, and again, being a New York artist, you do, you do grow that uh, New York mentality too. Where it's just like, not a lot of things really do affect you anymore, and it kind of, and, and, and I think that actually helps you in your craft because I'm not, well, I'm not sure if it does help you in your craft, but I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it helps me, but it definitely plays a part in the content I talk about because you know, being from New York is. It's gritty out here, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I'm from the I'm from the Bronx too. Like I'm from a, you know, essentially a, a bad neighborhood. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you probably hear the back, sirens going crazy right now, and it's not even two o'clock yet. So. Yeah, I I, I live both I live by both a uh, firehouse. I mean, a fire department uh, station and a police department station within blocks of each other. So every now Same. and then, just, I, I like every now and then I would just hear like the 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 fire department thing but it's like a very quiet neighborhood here and i live in like practically uh the south east end of new york i mean the southeast end of brooklyn 
I'm not really sure where Bensonhurst is in terms of like where you know in terms of Brooklyn itself because but it's definitely in the south end of um, like maybe the southeast end of uh, Brooklyn yeah because or at least the southwest end or around that area it's 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 hard to understand where South Brooklyn really is because South Brooklyn is like South Brooklyn is literally it goes from like maybe uh, Sunset Park all the way to like maybe East New York, like mm. and that, like the diagonal straight line, and whatever's below all that stuff is still part of South Brooklyn. So it's like it's very hard to understand where South Brooklyn is compared to other parts of Brooklyn because you know Brooklyn is yeah. Brooklyn because and and that's the that and. and and that and that's another great thing about New York City is that Brooklyn has also been a great source of music scene too, where it's just like venue wise and just like being able to springboard your career as an artist in New York City is usually by going to Brooklyn. I mean, unless you're able to go to Manhattan and spend like say you know three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars or what have you just to pay in order to uh, perform. Uh, uh, like an hour or something like that at a uh, well-known venue, that's still, you know, important. But I feel like Brooklyn is a lot more better in terms of uh, launching your career with the music. But, of mm. course, of, of course, I'm a little biased because I do live in Brooklyn. I'm a born and raised Brooklyn Knight. So it's like a little biased there. So I'm pretty sure that... And, and you mentioned the Bronx, too. It's like, so I'm, I'm pretty sure... We the origin... We yeah, the, you we, the, we the we the motherland of yeah. without, without us and DJ Cool Herc coming to RPT, it's over. Yeah, there is. I feel like that's another thing too. Being from the Bronx, I feel like I have a civic duty as a hip hop artist to yeah. like keep the culture going. I I feel yeah. like anybody who comes out as a rapper, singer, dancer, any type of artist, you feel me? Hip hop is originated here, and like you have a civic duty to keep it going. You know what I mean? You have to contribute yeah. to part. But yeah, I mean uh, Brooklyn. I'll say one thing about Brooklyn: they hot right now. Like they, yeah. Brooklyn got everybody that's like on fire right now. But Bronx is always gonna be the motherland, and I feel like it's. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's easy to like get your career started in the Bronx because my career is like you know it's still on the up and up. But yeah, I think definitely that like Brooklyn has like has the has the crown right now, honestly. But speaking of the Bronx. Uh... And, and I know there, and I think Depstein, I, I think, yeah, Depstein is from the Bronx, too. Yeah, he is from the Bronx. Uh, uh, have they, now, the Bronx scene as it is, is it still, like, still there? Or is it still, like, just, like, I mean, is it still there and it hasn't gone away? Or is it because, because of what happened with coronavirus, a lot of people's, like, I do remember, like, a lot of people's, uh, like, uh, venues or like shows that they were going to promote in uh like the bronx and stuff like that really had to stop doing that because of you know hey i can't do the show now because there's a pandemic going around so so the the, the bronx like hip-hop scene is it still there and it hasn't gone the way or is it of course it's still shit? yeah so is this or is it on it's like the or is it like i'm trying to get i'm trying to get into trying to form a good word here is it on the resurgence? There we go. I mean, we've always been here. Like, feel me? Like, the spotlight has, like, we've always been doing our thing. It's just that 
you know, other people's hot. You feel me? I, like my neighborhood, like we got me and, you know, Greville, my son Jay got, he actually right here, and my son Active, you know, J3. There's a whole bunch of people, B Love, Shy K, like we can go on forever. Like we've been here, you know what I mean? Like I said, the spotlight is just elsewhere, but trust yeah. and believe that's a spotlight gonna be on the BX again soon. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. other than uh, that though, I don't I don't think it's been like I'm not gonna say it's been a resurgence. I'm not gonna say that. You know, we've just been on the you know the down low. Like, yeah, like on the down. I guess on the down low. I guess like I said, the spotlight's been elsewhere. Like Brooklyn's been on fire for some for some time now. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, they've been consistent. Yeah. And, uh, it's just sad that uh, I'm not really a, a, a music head in terms of just music in, in New York City, but I feel like, though I know it's like when you're talking about that stuff in the in your neighborhood, it's like I, I already get the sensation there is already a conglomerate of like people of like family friends who just support each other within that like music uh music department <laughs> like <laughs> like suddenly that every neighborhood has a music department um <laughs> i'm sorry that there was that, that there's a music community there we go in that neighborhood where it's just like people do support each other and, and even if it's just like family friends that sort of thing too uh well before i forget your music, you mentioned your concept in music. So I do feel like as your, you know, what are your concepts in music? Like, what do you, well, I don't want to say what do you preach about, but what do you do in order to uh, go forward into the message that you're trying to, uh, trying to proceed as a uh, artist? Well, my main thing in all my music is substance. Like, you feel me? I feel like, a lot of people don't understand that. Like, there has to be some type of context in my music. There has to be some type of something you take away from it. Yeah. So, so, so every single song I try, every single song I try to like, at least add something I can like teach in there. You know what I mean? That's something that someone can like. Oh, I learned this. That's why my name is Grandmaster because if you know, like, people who are really, really good at chess are like are called Grandmasters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, if you follow Mortal Kombat. Sub Zero was a grandmaster. He was also a teacher. You feel yeah. me? So that's how I look at it. Like every time, even before I changed my name, like it was Legendary Shogun, I would try to teach legends lessons within these legends, which are my raps. So yeah, every single every single time I try to teach someone about something like life experience. I always say life is my greatest teacher. So I try to implement that in all my music. Yeah, uh, and your. Name also has a very uh, yeah. Japanese feel to it, where it's just like Shogun. It's like, oh, Shogun. It's like, you're almost like a samurai. Well, yeah, I think Shogun's are samurai. Nah, so, a, a Shogun, because for people who don't know, a Shogun, all right, so in feudal Japan, I think that's the 1800s, don't quote me on that. Yeah. But I think in feudal Japan, the hierarchy was there was the emperor, there was the shoguns, there were the samurais, and then there was the, you know, the peasants. The yeah. emperor, the emperor is the figurehead. You know what I mean? It's just I think of it like um, the emperor is like Pinocchio, and the shoguns are like Geppetto. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm nice. really I'm working the strings from behind the scenes. You don't need to see me. Just know ah. the puppets know the puppets dancing. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what, what, a, what a shogun is. The shogun controlled the 
economic side, the political side, and the social side of the entire community back then. And that's what I do. Like, I feel like I am a big part of my community. You yeah. know what I mean? I can, you know, I speak on social issues every now and then. You know, I was, you know, back in like June, I was marching, you know, yeah. you know, for defund the police and things like that. I can, you know, I donated a hell of money. I ain't gonna lie to you. I even got arrested for it over the summer too. Um, you know, and I just try to teach, you know what I mean? That comes along with being the grandmaster. The shogun also likes to teach, you know, to teach, you know, people who who need it, yeah. whatever the case may be, or if someone younger than me. So that's what I try to do. Yeah. Uh your style that you just mentioned definitely has a reminiscent of uh, Wu Tang. So uh, yeah, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure you don't have like the, the Wu Tang style that sort of thing too, where it's just like oh no, I, I mean I could if I want to, but nah, it's I mean that's not my go-to though. I like Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah it, the, you know Wu Tang yeah, is a, a a great group, but you definitely don't want to like. Uh, if you do want to homage something, homage it a little bit, but don't like go on full like, hey, don't take it, you know, don't be like a full on like, uh, uh, copying, yeah, copy and pasting into your lifestyle, that sort of thing. That's what. Oh, I'm I already, I already knew that. That's why, like me, like when people hear Shogun, they expect me to do like, I guess Asian kind of beats, and like that's why I, I stay away from stuff like that because I feel like that really puts me in a box. So yeah, you know. I always try to stray away from those Asian type beats because, oh, look, here comes the Shogun. What's he going to rap about? Yeah. Now, Having you, a sword and, and things like that. So, yeah. Now, you mentioned uh, this past summer, this sort of thing, too. Uh, I do want to uh, touch upon the music scene that, like, really exploded after the, oh, is it uh, June-ish? Yeah, around June is where it's, like, a lot of people were... Were protesting over the police, and especially in New York City alone, where it's just like for at least like three weeks or so, you just couldn't stop hearing about a protest in New York City or something like that. And then, Facts. but and then by the time July hit, it's like, oh, you know, the protests were going to like die down, but that was because a lot. That's because again, you know, it was getting a lot more hotter too. So it was like. Likely because of the summer heat, so it's like I don't, I can't. Even though you want to protest, it's like try protesting in New York City, uh, New York City uh, summers. It's it is legitimately. And what made that worse is that, you know, around the time, well, the day I got arrested, that was when Cuomo into, uh, implemented the curfew. You yeah, know what I mean, and then that's when like train stations were shutting down after a certain time. But we, you know, when I went to go protest, I didn't know that. Though. Yeah, so I had bike. Um, I live by Third Ave. I biked all the way down to Bowling Green. That's the bottom of Manhattan. And then eventually had to walk from there back to my house. Because there's no trains, no buses, yeah. there's no Ubers. There's a curfew. You can't get Uber between certain times because of the curfew. Yeah. So I'm walking home. I may be like two blocks from my house. I'm two blocks away. Me and my two other friends, we get arrested because mm. of that. It's like, not only that, it's not only just me, like, who probably went through that, and probably you know dozens of other people who went through that, honestly. But it's just, yeah. it was just a sad thing to see over the summer, honestly. Like, but you're right though, uh, hot. You know, people are angry, fed up. You know, and mind you, there are thousands. I mean, like literally thousands of people behind me 
you know, screaming, defund the police, fuck the police, um, say his name, George Floyd, you know, yeah. Breonna Taylor. It's, it was just, it was an experience, to say the least, honestly. I still have videos on my phone that, like, you know, that still captivate me to this day, honestly. Yeah, it it, it, it was definitely an experience over that summer because it's like you had, you know, even though I was experiencing it in my house because, you know, it's summertime and too, it's also, you know, um, it's, I have this thing about people being around me, especially if there's like a thousand people around me, I'm just gonna be like, oh crap. Uh, I definitely have to, I, I definitely do have a, legitimate reasons why I don't, you know, go out as much as I do, even though I, I am an actor, you know, so people, but I, watching, you know, videos of people like legitimately marching in the streets and stuff like that, and then watching other cities like literally riot and burn or become like a Thomas Jones, that sort of thing too, it, it was insane to watch, especially during that summer, where it's just like, Every single day, there was like a new development in this in the George Floyd case, or yeah, there was a new development in a riot or something like that. And of course, it's like not only was it stemming from that, but it was also probably stemming from the fact that uh, you know there are people who were just being fed up to what was going on. So it's like, yeah, I mean. I mean, not like what would happen. Well, I mean, of course, there are people fed up with what was going on with uh, what was happening with the the George Floyd, Rihanna Taylor stuff. But there were people who were just fed up with the the state of the world and well, the state of the United States at that point, where it's just yeah. like people were just fed up, and there was like legitimately some spark that just became like uh like that. So yeah, yeah. In New York City, it was like. Like maybe for the first week it was like oh there were like riots but there weren't like like riots riots where people were like burning down places or something I mean they were probably burning down things but they were like you know nah, it was definitely like, were nah they definitely were burning down stuff people were definitely there was there were a lot of right and wrong things with the protesting because some protesting led to riots yeah and some riots led to looting and that's I think. Yeah, I think honestly, one of the reasons why I got arrested is because they thought that we were looting, that we came to Third Ave to loot, nah, and I'm like, okay. nah, we're just trying to go home. But yeah, protesting, honestly, people were out there, you know, you know, with their demands, you know, raising their fists. So yeah, some I, you know, I completely understand why they got out of hand. Like, I'm not justifying looting, I'm not justifying stealing. Preferably, I don't really care about that, but I could see why, you know. I can see why. You know, you put us in a melting pot. Yeah, it was, only it, bound, to, it, was only, it was bound to happen at, at some day. You know, and I feel like that was the time. And I feel like because of what happened over the summer, I feel like the music scene has got even ex, gonna springboard into the next couple of years of the social matters and stuff like that too. So I can't wait yeah, to. Act, I can't actually wait to hear the stuff that you're gonna be doing like in the next like year or so. That especially come next summer, it's like. I feel like that's going to be like another springboard into like another like uh, music wave or what have you, especially in New York City. Uh, so I know that you only had you were only had like an hour or so of of free time, uh, and you got to leave in a couple of seconds. So before we go, 
three quick questions. One, do you have advice to those who are watching? Uh, social media plug. And of course, do you have any stuff that you want to plug? All right. Um, what was the first question again? I forgot. I'm sorry. Advice. <laughs> advice. Um, Especially those who are emerging hip hop artists. All right. Uh, emerging hip hop artists. Do your history. That's all I'm going to say. Do your history. Pay homage to those before you. People have died. Even, you know, people have died for mad long just to be even get this far. To even where I'm at. You know what I mean? You know, do your history. Pay homage. And yeah, that's basically it. Uh, second one is social media. Obviously, uh, you have you gotta have like, yeah. I follow me on Instagram, Grandmaster Shogun. Follow my group's Instagram at Two City Gods. That's the number Two City Gods, all lowercase. New stuff on there coming soon. And the last and question. And the last question is: Do you have any stuff that you want to plug that's coming out? I got I got more stuff that you have that's already out that you want. If you follow, if you talk, if you follow the Two City Gods page, you will see that we have a pre. Well, we have a song called Spectre Gadget. It is dropping very, very soon. I think the people's going to like that. It's very energetic. You know. Then of course, by the time this is released, by the time this is released, this that song is already (laughs) that song has already dropped because this song, this this thing, this episode is probably going to come out in like February, March or so. So it's like. (laughs) That's already gone. Yeah, facts. All right. So, Grandmaster Shogun, thank you for joining me today on my no podcast. Uh, definitely would love to have you and Dev on on the on the podcast as sort of like a roundtable discussion on. Uh, oh, you should throw you should throw Wander in there too. That would be funny. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, the, the state of music. Let's talk. <laughs> All right. Yeah, facts. That would be a All definitely right. good conversation between us three. All right. Uh, take care, everyone, and please stay safe and be well.